Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Indiscriminate News Network, hosted by Jason Sinclair. I honestly don't give a rat's patootie about what the mainstream media is trying to ram down our throats. I'll do the research, give my two cents, and then move on. Thank you. Now on to the podcast. Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Sinclair. With the fires raging in California, I wanted to jump a little bit into it and investigate a little more onto what's happening, why it's happening, and compare it to like what happens in the past. So this is an article from uh, capradio.org. Wildfires in California. This is uh, just last week. Actually, sorry, two days ago. Wildfires in California will continue to get worse. Climate experts change. Oh, climate change experts explore why. So this is from them. More than a million acres are charred black in California. It's a result of a historic wildfires this summer. But residents like Nick Pike, whose home was destroyed by the LNU Lightning Complex fires in the hills of west of Vacaville, the blaze are simply devastating. This sucks, Pike said. We have four kids. Everything's gone. At the time, Pike said he had no idea how many people evacuated or made out of their homes. But it seems as bad as Paradise one to me, with the amount of smoke and fire we're seeing, he said. California experienced a spree of fires caused by more than 12,000 lightning strikes in August. In many ways, the blazes were unprecedented. But experts say these kinds of wildfires will also become very normal and routine if we don't get a significant, if we don't take significant action to adapt to climate change and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So remember all this stuff that climate change scientists are saying. So, so climate change is a driving factor, but another major cause of fires is excess fuel, which allows them to grow so big and so quickly. Be, in part because of century of fire suppression. Actually, that's probably the main reason, right? Well, let's jump into it. So, The number of dangerous and extremely hot fire days in California is also on the rise. And efforts to mitigate fire fuels, including prescribed burns, which fires are lit on purpose in cooler months to burn away excess debris of deadwood, aren't happening fast enough. One challenge with letting the fires burn, however, is more people than ever are living in rural and fire-prone communities and zones. This means there's also a need to refrain from how residents view fires. They're always not that bad. So we're looking at our future and everywhere at the fire. A prof- uh, Char Miller, professor of environmental analysis at Panama College. She said of recent blazes in Northern California, two of which were largest fires by acreage in state history. There are solutions. More of these prescribed burns, moving, killing trees killed by bark beetles, cleaning up the area around homes. But experts say any immediate answer will be the fruitless unless California and the world dramatically rethinks its approach to cal- uh, climate change. Okay. Typical, all the forest fires are due to climate change. End of the world stuff, it's all humans' fault, right? Okay. All right, let's go into um, Los Angeles Times. From, this is from last year, and what California's plan is to control it. So researchers say continued home building in high-risk wildfire areas threatens lives and makes big blazes more likely. California's top firefighting authorities want to use chainsaws and flames to thin out forests and mow down brush at, on at least half a million acres a year from Redding to San Diego. The plan, which aims to roughly double the current pace of so-called vegetation management within five years, comes at the behest of Governor Gavin Newsom and its state primary 
response to the massive blazes that have ravaged communities across the state. However, an emerging body of scientific research on patterns of home destroyed by fire suggests that the state's approach may be ignoring one of the most crucial elements for keeping people safe and limiting wildfire ignition sources. Scientists have increasingly found that a loss of property and life from fire is overwhelmingly the result of precariously placed housing in and bordering wildland areas, residential developments that are themselves a major driver sparking conflagrations. More than 90% of fires in California are started by humans, often along roads and buildings lined with flammable invasive grasses. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection, known as CAL FIRE, has largely sidestepped any discussion on whether fire-prone landscapes should be off-limits to new home construction. Okay, so we jumped into that. So I wanted to go into something a lot of people aren't actually like really looking at and why there's more fuel to be burned for fires. Study, global plant growth surging along carbon dioxide. A trace gas present in the atmosphere in minuscule amounts is helping scientists answer one of the biggest questions out there. Has plant growth increased along rising levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? It turns out the answer is yes, in a big way. A new study published April 6th edition of the June Nature concludes that emissions of carbon dioxide from burning fuels have increased since the start of the 20th century. Obviously, plants around the world are utilizing 30% more carbon dioxide, spurring plant growth. 2007 NOAA scientist Stefan Monsaka wrote a pivotal paper that identified the trace gas carbon sulfide carbolin sulfide, as a key in estimating how much CO2 plants are taking in as they grow. Recently, he was part of a team of scientists led by Elliot Campbell of the University of California, Merced, that reviewed the 54,000-year record for atmospheric carbon sulfide measurements of air trapped in the snowpack of the South Pole. When we did, we discovered a massive changing single, a signal from the biosphere. So, with more carbon dioxide in the air from all the cars we drive, the plants are absolutely loving it, eating it all up, growing like crazy, expanding the vegetation, etc., etc. So when there's rainfall in California, for instance, there's plenty of water, carbon dioxide, and sunlight over there because it's sunny all the time. The plants grow like crazy and fast. And when the sun or sorry, when the rain stops, the plants dry up. Now you have all this fuel. I also wanted to look uh, into forest history and trends of uh, the United States in particular. So this is from, I think, the uh, early 2000s, but it's I think it's very relevant. So after two centuries of decline, the U.S., the area, well, actually, let me back up here. Yeah. So after two centuries of decline, the area of U.S. forest land stabilized in about 1920 and has since increased slightly. The forest area of the U.S. is about two-thirds what it was in 1600. The, here's a good one. Here. The area consumed by wildfire each year has fallen by 90%. It was between 8 and 20 million hectares in the early 1900s and is between 1 and 2 million hectares so two to five million hectares, uh, acres today. 
So I'll say that again. The area consumed by each year has fallen 90%. It was between 8 and 20 million hectares. So 20 to 50 million acres in the early 1900s and is between 1 and 2 million hectares. So 2 to 5 million acres today. So that's it back in um, 2000. And I'll, I'll check out how big this, how many acres were burned down in California. And um, I'll, I'll share that one. So forest growth has nationally exceeded harvest since the 1940s. By 1997, forest growth exceeded harvest by 42%. And the volume of forest growth was 380% greater than it had been in 1920. Nationally, the average standing wood volume per acre in U.S. forests is about one-third greater today than 1952. In the East, average volume per acre has almost doubled. About three-quarters of the volume increased in its broad or leaved or deciduous trees. Population of many wildlife species has increased dramatically since 1900, but some species, especially some having habitat conditions, remain uh, the cause for concern. Tree planting on all forest land rose dramatically after World War II, reaching record levels in the 1980s. Many private forest lands are now actively managed for tree growing and other values and uses. Recreational use, national forests, and other public and private forest lands have increased manyfold. American society, 20th century, has changed from rural and agrarian to urban and industrialized. This has caused a shift in the mix of uses and values the public seeks from its forest. Increased demands for recreation and protection by diversity are driving forest management. This has caused timber harvest from federal lands to decline more than 60% since 1990. In spite of this shift, today's urbanized nation is also placing record demands on its forest for timber production. Okay, now let's jump into how many acres are, have burned in California. So some facts and statistics on wildfires. So let's see here. 2020, from January 1st to August 31st, 2020, there was 39,829 wildfires compared with 33,559 wildfires in the same period in 2019. 2019 was a slower year. According to the National Interagency Fire Center, about 4 million acres were burned in 2018. In the 2020 period, compared to 4.1 million acres in 2019, obviously there's more fires going on right now, so that will increase, right? But still, I'm going to compare that to that number that they shared. The area consumed by wildfire each year has fallen by 90%, so it was between 80 and 20 million hectares, so 20 to 50 million acres in the early 1900s, and it's between 1 to 2 million hectares, 2 to 5 million uh, today. Obviously, California is probably a little higher, but still, you get the idea. So, question is, is it really climate change? Or is it something else that's uh, included in that? Obviously, maybe it does, you know, feel like there is some correlation between... Uh, what humans are doing with their CO2 emission, right? But maybe they're creating more fuel. The forests are bigger than ever. They're growing every year. So something to consider about why they're not pursuing that side of the story, which seems pretty obvious to me. And the statistics are right here in front of my face, how many, like how big the forest fires used to be. And they're significantly smaller now, significantly smaller. I mean, obviously that goes with like the technology available today, but, uh, you know, maybe 10% of it what it used to be. All right. Just wanted to share that. I thought it was some like inter interesting information. 
Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Leclerc. Make sure to hit that subscribe, that follow button if you like these types of podcasts. Thank you.